where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, and welcome to, to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We are live here in Seattle, and we have one of my favorite guests here in the studio, a dear friend of mine, and also my co-teacher for the Healing Within series, Dr. Sheila Den Merritt. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Happy spring. Happy spring. It's finally here. The rain came back though today. Uh, I like it. You like <clears> it? I'm a Pacific Northwest girl. I know she is. Although you're not, um, you're not originally. A native. No, but 30 years. I yeah, feel that's like. long enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Dr. Sheila Den Merritt is a naturopathic physician who was one of the first students at Bastyr University who was actually taught by Dr. John Bastyr, who this is, is true. The, the the person that the university is named after, yes. the founder. And so your your education is phenomenal because first you went to nursing school, true. right? Which I think helps um, helped us when we first became friends is because um, we both had that background. That's true. And then was it your last year in nursing school that you ditched and went I into did. naturopathic Much school? Much to my parents' dismay. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So you had had a health situation yourself that wasn't able to be addressed with conventional medicine. Little did you know, though, your mother trucked you off one day to see a naturopath. You remember. Oh, yeah. It's a great story. It's so good. Yeah, it's Thank a great story. You. Sure. And so you didn't know that the doctor you were seeing was a naturopathic physician. I had no idea. I had no idea that he was a naturopath, but he healed me. And so I thought, I want to do what he does. Right. And your mom went, what? Right. <laughs> Little did I know that that was going to bring me on this path. And here we are. I mean, so many decades later. Decades later. Yeah, and you have a thriving practice here in the east side of Seattle. Very, very blessed. Yes, and we, we love you. You're very well known and appreciated oh, and respected you. in the industry. So I'm always grateful when you're willing to take time off of your busy day thank you. and come here to the studio. And Well, this is passionate for me because it's a way of educating and teaching people. It's and fun. I, yeah, and it is fun. I do I do like it. So Yay! thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. We've got a lot to talk about today. I, I know. I can just feel it inside of you. I can just feel it. Forth. And we're also also going to be teaching our third class in this series of the Healing Within um, program, and it's on brain health. True. Right? And that's coming up on April 24th. Okay, so tell everyone about this class in terms of, is this your favorite class, this Marie? This is my favorite <laughs> class, because I believe everything that happens in our life, everything is about the way we think, and the neurotransmitters and the chemicals that are dropping off, you know, chemicals from the neurotransmitters, you'll explain that better than I just did, that go into the body that create emotional responses that then create our lives. But it starts with how you think. It does. At least in my opinion, it does. So this will absolutely be my favorite class. Well, you're a testimony to that because your life has been about that. Yeah. As soon as I became conscious of, wow, what I think about is what I'm creating. I've been diligently working every single day on, first of all, asking myself, what do I want? Am I happy? kind of right. a thing. And then <clears throat> figure, once I figure out what I want, forcing myself in a way, focusing on thinking those thoughts in more positive ways versus what we tend to think about is the fear, right? right? The worst case scenario. Right. Well, the hardest part is knowing what you want. I agree. Truly what you want. I agree. I found that I was teaching at classes last year um, called Surrender. Uh-huh. Hardest class I ever taught last year. And I would say 
probably 75% of the people in the audiences did not know what they wanted. I wasn't right. prepared for that. Right. So I guess I, I want too much. <laughs> and, and then when someone says, what do I want? It's like, well, what the I, what I wants that? Mm. You know, like you might want a car, but what part of, you know, right. you want that? Oh, that that's great. Helping yeah. you to get down to what do you really want? What, what truly really? inspires right. you? Not just gives you a temporary feed, right. but what inspires you. Right. Ooh, that's great. Right. Well, my part yes. of the class, yes. <clears throat> which is complimentary to you, but isn't so much about what we think, but how the environment and the foods and the lifestyle that we live affect our thinking. Right. And affect depression, affect anxiety, affect mood swings, affect the way that we think. And um, I am on—I am really on a rampage about that right now. <laughs> I really am. So, so, what's your rampage about? Okay, thank you for asking. <laughs> so, because of you. Uh-huh. Uh, when we started our series, it was on detoxification. Very fun. It, it, thank you. I, I had a good time. And as a result of that, I became inspired, and I decided to take a group of my patients through a detox class. It was a four-week class. People loved it. So how many weeks have you been doing it now? Okay, so right. <laughs> so we the group has continued on. We meet once a month. But I started another group, and we went through it. And here is my rule on the class. I hope you people are listening to this out there, because this is was fascinating. The rule was everything, it's okay, you don't have to change anything. I didn't want anyone to feel guilty, like, okay, we're going off gluten and dairy and eggs and, you know, and and if we, and if you didn't go off it, there was no cheating in right. the class. Right. There was just, hmm, that's interesting. I just wanted people to become aware of what happened when they went, when, with whatever happened. So last week, we met again, and someone in the class said, I had an amazing aha moment. I've craved dairy, and in particular, I crave this cream. I just love this cream. And I'm thinking, what is it about this cream that I love? So she looked up all the ingredients in the cream, mm. and one of the ingredients was ultra-pasteurized. It was ultra-pasteurized. So she looked that up on the on the web, and she found out that it had, it contained MSG. Wow. And now I'm on the rampage because in our culture, right? <laughs> right. We have a lot of toxic ingredients in our food. And unnecessarily. Right. right. There's a whole industry out there. Right. There is a whole industry out there that spends their time every day figuring out what they can put in the food to make us addicted to the food. And MSG is not good for the brain. Hello, yeah. that's it's the connection. It's not good for the brain. It's a neurotoxin. Right. And so now my, my brain started to wander and think, all the kids, my brain started to wander. That's funny. Because I was thinking about kids with ADD mm-hmm. and kids with ADHD. And when right. I was growing up, that really wasn't a very big diagnosis. So is it that we're diagnosing more or is it that there are more kids with it now? I think there's too many. I think there's a combination of there's a lot of pollutants in our food and the environment overall. And we have more sensitive children born today. And, ah. I, and I think we're allowing our children to some degree to have more sensitivities. Um, it, it's, you know, we, we don't spank our kids like we used to, so there aren't as many regimented rules where kids knew, oh, I can only do this and I can only do that. So they are allowing more of their free spirit to come forward. Interesting. And then if you dump a bunch of chemicals in a child that has more freedom in their energy, right. 
you know, if they're highly more sensitive, which I believe the population is, then we have more It's a uh, domino effect. It is. So in my practice, my practice of 27 years, if you asked me what are the most common things you see, I would say depression, fatigue, and gastrointestinal issues. Mm. So when you look up the reported disorders, um, endocrine disorders, from adverse effects of MSG, number one, depression, number two, mood swings, migraine headaches, and confusion, panic attacks. And here we are spending you know, so much time and money f- trying to find the right pharmaceutical for a patient right. when it all might be in the nutrition. So my rampage is on. And then one more thing. And, and isn't your rampage is so gentle, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm passionate about it. Right. You know, so, it, you know, and it requires more and more and more education. I'd like to hear from our listeners who have um, had physical problems that when they went off certain foods um, felt a difference. People from IBS to migraine headaches right. to joint pain. I would mm-hmm. be very curious mm-hmm. to hear, um, you know, and let everyone hear so that they didn't feel so um, left out. Well, we were talking before we came on the show, you know, likely we had a few mo- moments to hug and greet each other. And um, I had gotten two new kittens during the holidays and I'd had some actually kind of an intense allergy to them and you you were asking me about it and I changed their food all I did was change the cat food I heard this from numerous sources I finally listened to one of the sources and I bought grain-free food and my within 24 hours I felt better but with within like two weeks all my symptoms disappeared right and you said to me oh you probably shouldn't eat grain right right which is true I do better without grain I just overall do better so isn't it interesting how we're very we have sensitivities right all of us do and that's why we need to listen to our bodies and I love what your patient did looking up the ingredients she really went further so when I went further and started looking up because most people will say well I don't eat MSG right but if something isn't I eat at that MSG free restaurant (laughs) right right Right. Well, texturized protein, for example, that has MSG in it. Wow. Or yeast extracts or something that says autolyze yeast or anything that's a hydrolyzed protein, that all has MSG that's in awful. it. That's awful. Right. Th- that's really awful. And you yeah. wouldn't know it because mm-hmm. it doesn't say it on there. Wow. Or anything that's glutamate, magnesium glutamate, a monopotassium glutamate, that is MSG. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's a neurotoxin. Right. Well, you know, finally the, the pharmaceutical, well, I shouldn't say pharmaceutical, but finally we're, we're using stevia in products, Correct. right, in the, right. In the grocery stores. Right. Something that's been around for a very long time right. that has no calories in it, that doesn't mess up your blood sugar. That's right. And it's healthy versus the chemicals that have been on the market for right. decades, like right. NutraSweet and, right. and saccharin. Aspartamine. Aspartamine. Aspartamine reacts similar to MSG. That's exactly how I feel. It's an, it bothers the neurotransmitters right. and it bothers Agitates. the brain. And I think those lead to serious health issues, whether it's central nervous system or dementia right. or even seizure disorder. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about in Ooh, our class. I'm so we're excited. We're going to go for healthy brain, happy brain. Oh, healthy brain, happy brain. I love that. So why don't we go ahead, Sheila, and start, you know, listening to some of our callers. Okie dokie. All right. Let's talk to Sherry calling from Gig Harbor. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hello. Hello. There you are. Hi, Sherry. Hi. What can we do for you today? Well, first of all, it's amazing. Um, I just met Mark Smith, who 
I, you know, I called him with a problem, and it's just so strange how I found him, and I realized everything happens for a reason. Right. And then listening to your your show just now, you know, I've been very careful about things that I've been eating over the past few years, um, and I found MSG and taco seasoning and just about every package that you find on a shelf that's wow. seasoning, there's MSG in it, so listening to y'all is pretty, pretty interesting. And Mark Smith happens to be one of my mentoring students um, for everybody listening on the airways. And so now here you are calling in, and um, so what can we do for you? Well, um, I was diagnosed with MS a few years ago, and I chose no drugs. Um, I've, I've done everything natural. I go through, I do cleanses and detoxes and everything, but I go through symptomatic bouts. And I'm about 100% sure that I was misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have a specific, well, and so you're not having any symptoms is what you're saying? I, I'm going through a really bad symptomatic period right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's why Mark said I should call oh, in great. on this show. Wonderful. <laughs> um, um, Sherry, what makes you think you were misdiagnosed? Um, several things. It's like something internal has always told me that's not what it is. And um, I've done some research. I've went through the past three weeks. I'll go through for months and feel great, you know, whether I believe it's through a cleanse I did or or something that I did for my health. Um, And then all of a sudden, bam. It'll hit me, and I've been through, actually, the past three weeks of extreme pain, um, headaches, numbness in my neck and my shoulders, um, waking up with it going to sleep, you know, unexplained swelling in my knees, pain. Um, so, for me, as a naturopathic physician, um, if... if I were to see a patient like that, I would definitely want to take a look at what the other test results showed. I may not absolutely, you know, buy that diagnosis, but I'd certainly want to look at it. And if there were no lesions that were found um, that might show MS, then we would definitely start at the basics and look at what is the environment that you live in emotionally, how's the emotional environment doing for you, what are you eating? What are you taking in? Um, are you reacting to any foods or um, any additives? And, and, and that's like the baseline. I can tell you that in um, the Pacific Northwest, right. it's, it's much greater incident of MS than in other places in the country. And that has been linked to um, lack of vitamin D. Ah, how is your vitamin D level, Sherry? Excellent. I take... Um a liquid sublingual vitamin D every day. I take mm-hmm. a another nutritional supplement that's made from juices with that has vitamin D. And if the sun's out, I spend you know thirty minutes out in it. So the other thing is is that there's this diet called the Swank diet, and it has to do with the fats that um, you take in or don't take in, and looking at taking in really good high quality um, omega three oils. That right. might be something to look at. But I would look at toxic elements and um, food allergy sensitivities. And and, and, oh, and I have done that um, over the past. Sounds like and, she's been doing yeah. 
No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sherry. Oh, that's okay. Um, you know, like eating walnuts, organic walnuts and organic, you know, first press Excellent. coconut Excellent. oil and only eating olive oil. I don't use any kind of, you know, vegetable oil and so stuff even, like that. Even though you said you're taking good vitamin D, have you had your blood levels checked would be my question. It's a good no, question. not recently. Yeah. Cause After I, seven, seven years of um, going through to uh-huh. doctors and doctors and over and over, you know, out of insurance and right. pretty frustrated. Oh, I totally understand. I just, I've, I have a, a, a f- several um, clients, as I'm sure um, Sheila does too, who do not absorb vitamin D. Correct. And it's, um, I guess it's a genetic link, actually. Right. And so you really want to look at your vitamin D levels, blood, blood test them. Right. But um, it could be nutrition for you, right. Sherry. It's, it sounds like you're doing all the right things and you took control of your health and you've made changes so that even though, unfortunately, right now you're having some symptoms, that things aren't progressing probably in the way your physicians thought they were going to when you were originally diagnosed. Um, I have a fair amount of clients who I think were misdiagnosed with MS who all their symptoms went away within a matter of years, although MS is a disease that frequently goes into remission according to conventional medicine. Energetically, MS is about doing too much for others and not thinking of yourself. I'll see all these chains on people. They actually look like chains from slave ships. Huge, gigantic, heavy chains on someone's auric field, hundreds of them. And they'll go from the person who has the health issue um, out to all the people that they think and care about, family members, friends, community people, that even if they don't physically help, they think about it, and it drains their energy. So do you fall in that category? Do you ever give? Um, a dear friend of mine who is, she does a lot of, natural healing and stuff like that. Um, I had dinner with her last night, and she said the exact same thing to me. Perfect. So now you've got <laughs> two hits. You're getting the message. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but, <laughs> but what? Is it possible? Um, I believe that I know what it is, and I don't know where to go or how to get it taken care of about eight years ago is back when I can pinpoint when all this these symptoms and things started. I was bit by a tick in Minnesota, traipsing through the woods. That's called Lyme's disease, honey. Yes, yeah. I know. And, and I, I found some things last night on the Internet and, you know, the bullseye, the markings and everything else, and I remember exactly the spot. I remember all you that. You can be tested for that. There's right. um, several tests for that, serum tests. And there are similar symptoms, yes. really, when you look mm-hmm. at ticks, yes. Lyme's disease, yes. and MS. Yes. A- and the overall energetic, which your friend so lovingly said to you last night, and now you're hearing that on the air, and, and we're complimenting the choices that you're making for your health. So you're making great choices. But perhaps energetically, you need to start practicing with the word no when you're doing all these extra things. And trusting yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Take care, Sherry. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for all your good work you're doing. So there's several other callers that are calling in, but please call in if you do have any feedback for us regarding um, eliminating a food or having a food um, or an additive that has affected your, your health. Great. So who do we have, Eric? We've got Cameron on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Cameron. How are you? Hi, um, I've just been really sad uh, lately. I I know my call really isn't like on topic about That's food. That's okay. 
but um, my cousin just killed herself mm. yesterday, and um, oh. it's just so like unlike her mm-hmm. and everything because she was. I mean, yeah, like she had normal struggles like everyone else, but she was always pretty positive and seemed like she had a happy life. And, you know, she had so much going for her, and this just seems very, like, impulsive, and it it just doesn't seem like her. And I guess my question is, is just, like, what led her to do that? You know, what, what pushed her to that point? Like, did something happen? Right. So... Or... I'll give you my impressions. I'm just letting you know that because she just recently passed, you know, she's still most likely in the astral plane. You uh-huh. know, she may not have completely crossed over or even when someone crosses over, they walk back into the astral plane, particularly younger people who uh, or parents of young children. When there's, you know, young family members involved, it takes a little bit hard, you know, more time to let the separation occur. I think she was actually sad for a very long time. I think she was someone who wouldn't let people help her. She didn't want people to know how she felt. I think that she secretly harbored her sadness inside of her. Uh, Most people would not know the challenges that she felt inside. And I think she felt this for a very long time. Uh, And I think she had thought about suicide a few years prior, but somehow came out of it or someone talked her out of it or something of that nature. And I agree with you that this was more... You know, somehow something else came up or she got caught in that fog again, some sort of um, depressive fog and made a decision. But she had thought about it a few years ago. Oh, so that's kind of what I figured that maybe it had been going on, but she didn't really tell anyone. She didn't. You know, and she reminds me a lot of, of people who tend to be more up and positive outwardly. You know, you kind of have to sit down and have a conversation with them to find out, are they also positive about themselves separately when they're away from others? Or do they go in depression, especially people who won't let others help them? They tend to harbor sadness and grief. And and unfortunately, because they don't know how to ask for help, then, you know, then no one is there to help them because everyone thinks they're just fine. Yeah. And like when you said that she hasn't completely passed over, does that mean that we can't communicate with her just yet or she can't, like, like you know, communicate anything to us? No, actually, she can communicate with you just fine. It's, it's just that where she is is a little bit more confusing. She's actually cl- very, very close to the family, you know, inches away, just inches away, trying to reach out, trying to, to um, help her family because her family is in, of course, enormous grief. Yeah, they are. They know they're beside themselves. You know, I always wonder. So this is great. I get to ask this. I hope this is okay with you, Cameron. Okay. But, but when a suicide occurs, right. and they the, they've passed over and then right. realize what they did, do they ever go, "Oops"? I haven't seen that because I personally believe that every death is a form of suicide. So whether you die of cancer or a car accident or you take your own life or someone kills you, I believe we leave this place when we're ready. When it's our time, when we feel that it's our time to go. And we usually don't know that consciously, although people who consciously take their life are consciously making that decision. It's a subconscious decision. So she's act, that was a good question. She's actually very close to you. It's just the astral plane is more confusing. It's a very busy place because for people who are on the other side, and then of course us on Earth, the astral plane is like the sandwich in the middle, the, the meat in the middle of the sandwich. And it looks like a 20 laned. I was thinking it's like a freeway. It is. It's like a freeway. You know, and it's, it's busy and it's the cars busy. are going fast. It's going fast. There's a lot of color. And so she's actually fine. She, she had, must 
must have had a strong belief in spirituality or somehow some mystic belief because she's actually having fun. I see her standing on the edge of the astral plane right next to the earth plane. She's fine. She looks good to me. It's That's just gonna, good. She does. It's just going to be harder for her to communicate. Once she completely gets to the other side, she will be able to be calmer and more centered and not be disrupted by the activity of the astral plane. But she's Uh-oh. she's absolutely right there reaching out for everyone and um, she just wishes that people could be happy rather than sad that she left her body right yeah. now. That's how she's feeling. So like, like if I were to ask if she had anything to say to me, would she be able to like, you know, communicate that or does, so does she, she have to like be over on the other side for that kind of They don't have to be. It's just her death is so soon and it's so jarring and, and there's so much emotion from her family that she's sensing that either she may not be able to hear or I may not be able to understand what she's saying. But I, she, when I look at her, she looks calm. She's huh? centered. She's standing really close to the earth plane and she's doing her best, best to soothe her family. But she, the, what I can hear from her is that she feels fine. So whatever happened in those moments that she left her body, she doesn't feel that. You know, Cameron, Cameron, what you might be able to do is with your family, um, extended family, is to um, not take it personally. Yeah. Try try working on not taking it personally. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. There's you didn't do anything. Right. It's not like you could have done something differently. If only, you know, our minds will do that. Oh, well, if only I did that or I should have done that. Or, that's not about this. Yeah. Okay. And you got to remember that and remind her mommy of that. As Dr. Sheila's talking, she's blowing you kisses, your cousin. She's blowing you kisses from the other side. And, you know, she was kind of stubborn, Uh-oh. she tells me. So it would have been hard for someone to talk her out of this, too. She was what? She was kind of stubborn, so it would have been hard for others <laughs> to talk her out of the choice she made. She was kind of stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> so she's blowing you kisses and thanking Dr. Sheila for communicating that. She's yeah. blowing the kisses to you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. Lots of love to you and your yes. family, sweetie. Yeah, lots Thank of love. Thank you. I just have one more thing. Like, I feel really distraught right now. And is there going to be, like, anything good that comes in my life? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, in the future? Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. You know, uh, we all have good things and things that are hard that we have to work through. Um, but everything changes eventually. Changes something we can absolutely positively. Yeah. That pain will make your life sweeter in some Aww. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So changes, is, it will happen. And we send all of our love to you, too, and your family. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Bye, sweetie. Thank you. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Dr. Sheila. Marie Manu Cherry, RN, and Dr. Sheila Dunmerit, MD, will continue their interactive workshops on Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This workshop will focus on brain health. What are you thinking? Participants will explore neurotransmitters and how they affect what we create in our lives and how to change them to create what you want. This workshop will also include how the brain affects mood, sleep, depression, anxiety, and fatigue. Explore and unearth ways to heal without the use of pharmaceuticals. For complete information on this and other workshops, visit www.energyintuitive.com. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. 
Sunday night is our date with the angels. At 7 p.m., Tom T. Moore, author of The Gentle Way and The Gentle Way 2, talks about the presence of angels in our lives and how they've proven to be lifesavers. And at 8 o'clock, Deborah Wilson makes a return appearance channeling the wisdom of the angels and the archangels. Now there's a gal with friends in high places. Mastery and Mystery, The Gary Mance Show, Sunday at 7 Pacific. Become a Reiki Master, March 12th through the 14th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You'll learn detailed information about the chakra system. You'll receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level. Reiki is still Marie's favorite healing modality. And this is a truly transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Booklet included. Enrollment is limited. Call 425-825-5671 or visit energyintuitive.com to register. Start the new year with fun and inspiring tools that invoke curiosity and the desire to change. The Marie Manucherry and Friends monthly two-hour class is an investment towards self-development that you won't want to miss out on. We'll provide even more tools to enhance positive thinking, spiritual growth, healing, and so much more. Go to energyintuitive.com to find out more and sign up for the next class. Click the show's page on 1150kknw.com for the scoop on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back, everyone, to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We are live here in Seattle, and we have Dr. Sheila Denmary here with us in the studio. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Marie. Love having you. It goes so fast. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah we it got really lots does. to talk about. We do. And so we're going to, we are teaching a class on April 24th on brain health. And part of the class, um, you know, we're going to be exploring neurotransmitters that affect mood, sleep, depression, anxiety, and fatigue, and unearth ways to heal without the use of pharmaceuticals. Correct. I love that. Yeah. I'm committed that. to it. I know you are. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of the things I truly, it. truly enjoy about you. So, you know, because I was uh, doing some um, teaching recently with my mentoring students and talking about the difference between supplements versus pharmaceuticals, yeah. you know, that that healthy, really high-grade supplements, yeah. there isn't a lot to detox from, That's right. right. That's absolutely so, correct. So that lever doesn't get clogged down right. and the kidneys right. down right. and your blood system and, you know, tissues, lymphatic system, all of that. Right. Um, but when we look at pharmaceutical remedies, which are primarily made synthetically in right. a laboratory, right, right that um, we have to break down all of that just to absorb whatever the chemical is that's supposed to and change you don't, something. And you don't know the additives that have been put into the pharmaceutical because they don't have to list it. Oh, wow. So, for example, malt dextrin or um, uh, any kind of like soy isolate or citric acid, that all has MSG in it. Oh, citric acid, which yeah. is a primary ingredient in vitamin C. Right. Well, no, but the it, vitamin C is ascorbic acid. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but in uh, certain drugs and chemicals and foods, you'll see those listed um, quite often. Well, oh, my gosh. It's just, that's frightening, actually. I know, but I, we're going to pass this information around yay. and empower everybody. Yes. Oh, how exciting. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Great. Let's talk to Nikki calling from oh. Brenton. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for Hi. waiting so long. Appreciate your call. Absolutely. I love this topic, ladies. This is um, my passion, so to speak. I'm dealing with health issues, and that's how I'm handling it. I'm dealing with the natural path. I just got some test results back. Gluten, stay away from. <laughs> right, it's true. 
Um, so I've noticed that I've improved quite a bit just by not having that in my system. Yeah, it gives your body a chance to rest. Right. You know, and, and it's fascinating, yeah. But there's a lot of hidden sources of gluten. You can go a little deeper and look at what they are. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing how much stuff is out there. And so, part of my other question for both of you is, um, in, in my quest and journey of trying to heal myself naturally, not using pharmaceuticals, I'm dealing with some autoimmune thyroid issues and kind of a, a weaker immune system. I just got my results back. And my question to you, Sheila, is um, I had, like, the stool and um, saliva sample and all that stuff done for candida and um, allergies, gluten, all of that. And I have small traces of um, candida, which I'm getting ready to start a cleanse to work through that process. Is that is that contributable um, to your? I mean, to how you're feeling overall, even small traces. You know, it is. I I use this word. Marie loves it. It's called bioindividuality. So there could be three people, and each one of them have a small trace. One person wouldn't even know they had it. Another person might have symptoms of bloating and gas and skin mm-hmm. issues. The third person might not have those symptoms, but it is affecting them. And the reason why is that if you have a lot of yeast in your intestinal tract, your intestinal tract is where your immune system resides, mm-hmm. and also in your intestinal tract. That's where um, about 70 to 80 percent of serotonin is made, the main neurotransmitter that's used in the brain for mood. So it could be very subtle for you, Nikki, where say you don't have any symptoms of candida, but maybe you feel a little tired and you're down and you're not sure what it is. So you go to your doctor and they put you on a little Prozac. I mean, you know, that's the common story, right? But if you, but so I can't tell you for certain whether or not that trace of candida is a problem for you. You've got to weigh that out um, yourself in terms of what the treatment is. Sometimes the treatment can be a little more challenging than allowing your system's natural flora to Mm -hmm. crowd out the candida. Well, what I'm experiencing is, um, and I just was talking with my doctor yesterday, is a lot of, I'm feeling like I have peanut butter stuck in my throat Mm. um, all the time, kind of like, um, and I can kind of feel bubbles come up, and when I lay down at night, it almost feels like kind of reflux, but it doesn't hurt really bad. It's just annoying. Right. Mm. So we were getting ready to work on a gut protocol, And along with my thyroid um, natural supplements that I'm taking, too, I'm just wondering if if um, if I'm on the right track with that. Maybe, Marie, you can help me with that if I'm. Oh, it sounds like you're doing great. Sounds like you're on the right track. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the the thyroid and the bubbling that you've been experiencing is all related to the throat chakra. And that chakra is about saying how you feel. Mm -hmm. So is that easy for you or challenging? Um, it's more challenging. I'm working on it. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. There, there's a really great exercise you can do. I, I won't be able to do it on the air because it's kind of loud. Um, but you actually make up a language that has guttural or kind of harsh sounds in it. And mm-hmm. you speak it out loud to a blank wall or door for one minute once a day. And it will help clear out that vortex, which will help feed energy to your thyroid and the esophagus and anything in the upper GI system, including your mouth, teeth, and gums and tonsils and all of that. Okay, okay. So give that I, a shot. I will. I also had a laryngoscopy done. Is that correct? Mm, yeah. Word? So mm-hmm. they didn't find any. Right. There's nothing structurally or, going on there. Right. Which so, is fantastic. Yes. 
But there we are again, back in the throat chakra. And right. so speaking your truth, it's in your case, it's not about being honest. You're a very honest person, I can yeah. tell easily. Um, it's about going down to your second chakra, getting out of the brain, going down to the second chakra and feeling your emotions for yourself and then bringing those emotions up and speaking about them to the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're so cute because when you said, mm-hmm, I could just feel your throat chakra get kind of closing up just to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So practice, little at okay. a time. Tell yourself that you deserve to express your true feelings and that only people benefit from our truth anyway. This is a powerful time for you. I'm really excited for you, Nikki, because you're starting to discover and take, um, you know, uh, empower yourself. So it's great. Yeah. It's great. Aww. Congratulations. I, and I'm trying really hard, and I just really feel very strongly as far as, you know, I really don't want to be on the pharmaceutical medications. I know that there's so much more we can do. Our bodies can heal themselves. Absolutely. So, so uh, okay. keep listening in to the other uh, callers because you may learn some stuff from them, too. I will. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Have Bye. a great day. You, you Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. All right, now we're going to talk to Maureen calling from Seattle. Hi, Maureen. How are Hi. you? Hi, Sheila. Hi, Maureen. Hi, um, <laughs> Marie. Hello. Uh, my um, topic goes back 20 years ago. I was working in a clinic, and I was getting intensive headaches and went to see two different doctors, and they didn't find anything wrong. And so I started doing some research on my own, and the headaches would occur from March to October. So I thought, well, maybe it's an allergy component. And they were triggered by um, wine. People could smoke in airports then, so they were triggered by airport smoke and by um, cheese. And so I got treated for the allergies, and I went off those foods, and they went away. Yay! And they were cluster headaches. They were really intense. I think only 1% of women get them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, it was like someone taking an ice pick going into the back of my eye. But I felt like it was a component of allergies because the right side of my face, if that's where the headache was that time, that whole nose and the eye would get red in the afternoon, and then the headache would hit at night. Wow. Do you still get some symptoms? No, they went away as soon as I started eliminating things and getting treated for allergies. Beautiful. They, they Amazing. Totally went away. And they were random. They never came. They'd come when I'd least expect them. Right. Wow. That's what makes it so hard to diagnose. Yeah. Because the symptom isn't necessarily associated with like right after you take in the, you know, the, the substance. Yeah. So when I'm working with people, I may do with the, the elimination diet that I mm-hmm. did with people. Uh, we just took 30 days. I figure for 30 days you could do anything, right? Yeah. And so for 30 days we just eliminated the top five allergen foods and um, noticed what symptoms went away because it might even be something you wouldn't be aware of like a little eczema on your eyelid or just feeling achy before you go to bed and you just don't think that that has anything to do with the popcorn that you ate you know so good for you that's wonderful congratulations thank you and then I had a question about yeah. another one about MSG yes um, can, if you have eliminated it completely from your diet, and you taste something, can you, I think I can taste it now. I believe that. Yes, you become more sensitized, of course. Well, you know, there's the old-fashioned coconuts, one that's not organic, the baker's coconuts that taste great because it's sweet and stuff used for baking. Mm. It tastes like it almost has a tomato base to me. Interesting. And, And that, to me, is the taste of MSG. It's got sort of a tomato taste. Wow. 
And so I know now to avoid those. Well, I can use an example for you. If you um, smoke cigarettes... If you, uh, um, you know, if a person smoked cigarettes uh-huh. after smoke, it, when you first start to smoke, you cough and it's like <laughs> it's terrible. But after a while, that cough, that sensitization goes away, and then once you quit smoking, um, you become very sensitized to it. So you can smell it on people's clothes. I mean, you can really smell it, and that's that sensitization which I think you've done. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Just trust yourself. You know, whether people say, oh, no, there is nothing in there. If you think there is, avoid it. Yeah. So, Maureen, do you still, uh, have you still given up the wine? Yes, I don't. Wow. Have, had, I haven't had wine in oh, about 19 years. Well, well, you know, I noticed between myself and my friends, and we've just kind of figured it was our age group, our liver no longer can handle wine as much as it used yeah. to. Yeah, it just, it seems to irritate us, not sleeping well through the night, having headaches, you know, yeah. even from one, just one glass. You know, GERD. Yeah, I, I was, there was a point where I was going to these little small Italian pressings of wine that were white that didn't have any mm. sulfates or histamines in them or whatever, and then I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm just not going to drink <laughs> Yeah, right. And I wasn't drinking that much. I was drinking maybe twice a month or something. Ah, ah. Well, thank you so but much. Thank you. So helpful. Have okay. a wonderful day. So you too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, let's talk to Missy now, calling from Linwood. Hello. Hi, Missy. Hi. How are you? Great. What, what can we do for you today? Um... First of all, I have to tell you, is it Sherry? The woman, uh, the original woman? or, or uh, your, your name? Sheila. 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 Your voice is so soothing to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it is. You should hear her in a class when she delivers a meditation. It's, I mean, it's hard for me to get out of the chair and help teach <laughs> because I so oh. enjoy listening to you. Oh, that's sweet. It's true. Well, so, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What, what can we do for you today? Well... My question is, I had a couple questions. What I've been working on is uh, self-love, and mm. I've just now started, you know the guy that did the water thing that took Doc- those pictures and changed it? Dr. Yamoto. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I've been saying, well, if I'm mostly made up of water, I'm going to start blessing from the inside out. And so I started kind of loving myself and my organs. I know that sounds kind of strange, but oh, no. we're loving this. Yeah. We're taking this one. It started one in. to feel like like little champagne bubbles in my body, which was mm-hmm. really cool. And so I'm just wow. trying to really love myself more. But I have found that, uh, of course, I'm an emotional eater. How can I? And I keep thinking maybe I'm just lazy. Maybe I'm just you know just rotten or whatever it is, (laughs) why I go back and I grab the chip, I grab this, I grab that. And I know a lot of it is emotion because I'll have an emotion and then I'm grabbing and I'm like, but I can't, but it's overwhelming for me. So how can I, how can I do it on my own as far as eating right and having a better mindset about what goes into my body and getting past that craving, because that craving, eventually, it just becomes overwhelming for me. Well, you know, I think a big part of of all of that is going back to what you just said about being kind to yourself, you know, but when you notice that you're overeating, that this is what I do, although I'm not a big overeater, but I certainly can, I can eat my fair share of chocolate and sweets when the mood hits me right. And so I, I tend to be really nice to myself, like, oh, you just ate a piece of pie. Of course, during the holiday seasons, it could be an entire pumpkin pie. <laughs> and and I, instead of going, oh, what's wrong with me? And now I'm going to gain five pounds or whatever the, the 
you know, stereotypical response would come. I just observed the fact that I did that and I asked myself, well, am I okay? Do I need something? Because I think emotional eating, we're trying to fill ourselves up with something that we somehow believe we can't get on our own, that we feel void or empty of something. And so if you can just acknowledge the fact that, oh, wow, I just ate that hmm, piece of pie that has all the food in there that I'm trying to avoid right now. And, uh, and ask yourself, well, why was that? Is there a feeling? What are my emotions regarding that food choice? And then once you discover them, go ahead and give yourself the emotion that you believe is missing. Give yourself a hug. Tell yourself that you love yourself. All the things that you're doing right now and in, in loving yourself more. Okay. Do you have a response to that, Missy? Well, I was going to, um, sometimes, though, it's other people that are, I know, I just feel like, you know, they're not, you know, they're just not being very nice. <laughs> what, what? And then, you know, I might grab for something or. Right. So uh, it's, this topic could be a book. I mean, it is a huge topic and it's, and everyone can relate to what you're saying. Um, for me, when I am talking with patients, there's a couple things that come up, several things come up. One is, um, is there a particular food or food group that you tend to crave during that time? Is it salts or is it fats or is it sugars? And depending on which one of those, there may be different issues involved. When people tend to crave salt more, it could be an adrenal issue of fatigue. So some people will emotionally eat when they're exhausted. You sound to me like you're very conscious so that you're aware that you're doing it, which is the first step. Sometimes people aren't even aware that this is occurring. But since you said it's been going on for a long time, my mind went back to, hmm, I wonder what the issue underneath the eating, the emotional issue is, is it that you're stuffing anger? You know, is that mm-hmm. what's going on here? And, and so go a little deeper to what, what is the emotion that's not being expressed that you're using food instead of? But here's something more interesting, Missy, is that um, before we answered your call, I pulled out a sheet of paper. Maria and Eric are here. They can see it. And the paper, paper had to do with water because I wanted to make sure that I got in this whole little topic on water. So would you like to hear about water since you're... Yeah, okay. It, of course you would and, because and you're the I one that brought it up. about sugar and fat, like what's going on in your body if you're craving sugar and... Sweetness has to do with not having the sweetness mm-hmm. and nurturing mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. And fat, where you, it's a survival survival issue. Wow. Deep wow. survival stuff. Because I can do all three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think with survival, and this isn't personal to you, Marie, um, this is just in terms of survival, it could be just how you perceived mm-hmm. the, the situation that you were in. So like a child who grew up in an alcoholic family might want the sweetness and go for the sugar, or they may want the fat because that um, is a survival issue. And But then again, remember what I said about food food and um, um, the industry, the food industry, really l- learning what, it, what substances we tend to crave. Anyway, water. So as I said earlier, about uh, 50 or more p- percentage of the patients that I see come in and their chief complaint is fatigue. Lack of water is the number one trigger for daytime fatigue. 
Um, 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. When you're dehydrated, the first thing that happens is that you're more, you're more susceptible to injury, you know, mm. of your joints. Even mild dehydration. And the other thing is that it can slow down your metabolism. Mild dehydration. So people who are heavier, it may be that they haven't drunk enough fluids. And instead of eating fluids, what do they do? They eat foods. Okay. A 2% drop in body water triggers fuzzy short-term thinking. Wow. I thought that was interesting. Can can give you trouble with basic math, difficulty focusing. So um, drinking less than five glasses of water a day de- um, will decrease uh, your risk of colon cancer by forty five percent. Wow. Yeah, it goes on and on this sheet. So and it compares water to Coca Cola. So if you want to remove rust stains from your car bumper. The Coke is good for that. (laughs) If you want to increase hydration, water is the source. And actually, water in um, the Pacific Northwest is considered and rated one of the best in the country. Wow. So I don't need that filter on my fridge? No, you need to bless the water and drink the water. I put a little lemon in the water and enjoy the water. Well, Missy, I was thinking that maybe you need some new friends. (laughs) Well, I can't trade my family in. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, you, you, you can't, uh, but you don't have to spend a lot of time with them. I'm kind of an expert in that field. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time with my first family and just because uh, I don't think there's a lot of resonance. I think that we're very different people, and, um, and I work on that. I would love for us to be closer, but I'm not going to spend time with individuals, whether I'm related to them or not, if I don't feel joyful and loved and appreciated and supported. And, af- sure. and, supported. and of course, you know, they could feel the very same thing regarding related with me, my family members. So I think that's huge. And, and that could be part of that emotional eating because I, I heard what you said, that sometimes people are mean. Right. That's exactly what she said. Yeah. And Sheila and I, we listen to what our clients and patients say because people really do speak what's going on with them. They tell you what's wrong. They do. They really do tell you what's wrong in their language and their body language and everything. So I th- I think you need new friends. And... If that includes family members, then get some new family because family is are really not necessarily people that you share DNA with. Family members are people who adore you and cherish you and love you and are your cheerleaders in life. That's real family. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. So we wish you happy eating. That. Thank you. And healthful eating. Yes. And thank you for sharing with us this water, the water. Yeah, great. Let it cleanse over you, wash over you, remove that which you don't need. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You Alrighty, bye-bye. bye-bye. So I want to talk about this MSG because when you were talking about it just a moment ago, it made me think of the, the tobacco industry when we first right. found out, what, in the 70s, I think it right. was, that nicotine was an addictive drug, which they knew about, right. that we, it wasn't truly public. I mean, right. it was obviously something we were aware of in the scientific world, and that the tobacco industry was actually deciding how much nicotine to put in their cigarettes right. to create the addiction. Right. So it was And they also took the paper ah. and they, they, they cured it in sugar. So not only was it a nicotine addiction, but it was a sugar addiction as wow. well. Wow. Oh, well, they knew. Right. Of so course. MSG is kind of like that. MSG is like so that. So it is an addictive quality. People yes. are addicted to MSG. Yes. I didn't know that. So, for example, um, natural beef flavoring or bouillons and broth 
often contain MSG or the substance that's in there creates MSG in the body. Wow. This one word, um, carrageenan, that's found in a lot of dairy supplements or dairy foods, MSG, maltodextrin, MSG, ultra-pasteurized. That's just crazy. When you think ultra-pasteurized... I just think double radiated. Yeah. You think, oh, it must be really, really... Everything's dead is what I think. No, it's MSG. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, soy sauce has MSG. Right. I I knew soy sauce did because it it was more, you know, predominantly we become aware of it in in some sort of Asian-type foods, and that's why we'll see in Thai restaurants MSG-free or Japanese restaurants. I used to, um, you know, I, I read food. Ink and mm. the idea of meats started to become much more not as appealing for me. And right. I had, had used um, uh, soy texturized protein, but would have excruciating gut pain. And I thought, oh, it must be the soy. There's MSG in it. Right. When you said texturized meat earlier, yep. so it's related to that. MSG. So, so patients come in. Mm-hmm. People who are listening have symptoms, and they don't know what it's related to, but they think that they need to go on a medication to make these symptoms go away. And what I'm saying to your listening audience today is to take a step back, take power and control in your own life. If you have the energy for it, look and see what you're taking in, not only emotionally, but physically what you're taking in, because some of the things that you're taking in may have... um, consequences that you were not aware of. And could affect your mind, your mental health. Absolutely. Your, your mood, the energy, fatigue. Energy. Depression. Wow. Mood swings. Wow. Rage and anger. Oh, my gosh. I was listening on the radio uh-huh. on the way um, uh, to work this morning about um, children and teaching children, bullies in, in the classroom. Mm. And I was thinking... Marie, did we have a bunch of bullies? When I we did. Were, you did. I did. But you I'm know, sorry. thank you. That has a lot to do with how, what you feel about yourself too. You know what you uh-huh. attract. Oh, in. attract in. Yeah, but yeah, they were around when I was growing so, up. Yeah, they weren't when I was. I guess I felt differently. Yes. But the point is, is I thought that um, children are more rageful these days, more ADD, more right. ADHD. Um, there's more challenges certainly in the world, but the food right. is so. Toxic. Well, they're sitting down eating food that has traces of unhealthy things in it, and then they're watching violent videos right. on top of That's it. That's right. So it, right. it is creating more violence. So for those of you out there listening, I hope that you have a wonderful day. And if you'd like to join us, we're going to continue this conversation on the 24th. Of April. We're so excited. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. You can visit me at energyintuitive.com. And where can they visit you, Dr. Sheila? Dr. Sheila N.D. Wonderful. Blessings.